welcome in. Happy Saturday, y'all. Hello, hello. Peaberry Bear in the Instagram chat. What's going on? Hope all is well. Everyone tuned in right now on DLive. Looks like I got five viewers and two on YouTube. And I'm trying to get on Twitch, but again, Twitch doesn't work for me. So uh, zero viewers. <laughs> but hopefully more people tune in. Um, and I'm glad you're catching this on the replay. If not, you're not here live. Um, welcome back to the Sean V Planet live stream. I am Sean Corey, and you can find all my links, all my stuff at SeanVPlanet.com. Subscribe and follow on Instagram, Gab, Telegram, TikTok, all the places, Twitter, not Sean V Planet on Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, all your podcast apps. Follow, subscribe, hit the buttons. I'm here every Saturday morning, live, as of now, <laughs> as of now, keyword, key phrase there, because I did land a new job, and I'm going to be working pretty regularly on Saturday mornings, so I'm going to be moving this stream, this live stream, this weekly live stream, once a week-ish, to one of the weekday nights, um, the nights that are going to work are Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So hit me up right now in the chat if you're here or later on in the comment section or slide into my DMs with the night that would work best for you to tune in live um, on Instagram, on DLive, on YouTube, on Periscope, on Trovo, on all the stuff. Um, if you want to be in my live chat and you have a preferred night, um, the nights that work for me again are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, probably around 8 or 9 um, Eastern time or seven or eight central time, which as we all know is the best time zone. <laughs> central time superiority complex. Uh, so yeah, Mondays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays, hit me up. My girlfriend says Monday. Um, yeah, so okay, let's tally it. We got one for Monday. We got one in the tally mark for Monday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mondays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays, whichever nights work best for you at 7 or 8 central time, the best time zone. Hit me up in the chat now. Hit me up in my comments later or slide in my DMs. I got like two weeks to make the decision and make the move. Um, so yeah, comment wherever you're listening to this or hit me up on my socials. I am going to be working in construction again. It's another landscaping, hardscaping company. This time for one that builds parks. They specialize in making parks and kind of like scenery for private properties. They also build walls like my current job. So I'm going to be building some walls again. But in addition to that, they do other things like they move earth around. <laughs> they dig creeks. They dig, they dig ponds, make ponds, pave sidewalks and parking lots. And they plant trees and grass and all that good stuff. And they just generally do like lay the groundwork out for parks and like well well landscaped properties. So it's going to be very interesting. Hopefully, I'm going to learn a lot of useful skills for um, on my future farmsteading plans. And yeah, it's going to be a great opportunity. Get paid more, get benefits. You know, it's a big bigger company moving from St. Louis to Nashville, so there's more opportunity to rise and be promoted. But more importantly, it's going to be a lot of skills and machinery and tools that I'm going to be um, learning about, getting used to, getting getting experience on and with. 
So yeah, it's going to help me out a lot. So I didn't land that tree working job that I was kind of shooting for, but this is similar. I'll be planting some trees <laughs> every once in a while. Um, but yeah, today, um, again, I wasn't here last week. It feels good to be back. <laughs> last week, though, stuff was happening around the world. <laughs> What's up, Instagram? Thanks, everyone, for the waves over there. Um, and thanks for tuning in. Yeah, last week some insurrections happened and uh, everyone in the world has been freaking out about it for the last week. So let's get into what everyone else seems to be talking about. <laughs> um, I was actually um, kind of a long story, but uh, Don Lifsey, my mentor, the legend, Don Lifsey was going to come on the stream. He had to reschedule um, for, you know, an important reason, a good reason. He uh, <laughs> is going on a mission trip to Uganda. So, um, yeah, that was, that's pretty based, you know, <laughs> so he's not with me live right now. And the next week after that, I had planned a stream on Islam, the Islamic faith, Muslims, how to, you know, potentially like evangelize to them, potentially convert them or just potentially kind of help steer them away from their belief in what I believe is the true God. But what they lack direly, which is the spiritual connection to God. They know God. They have God's laws. And we'll get into this more next week. I'll explain it. Um, they just don't have a spiritual connection to God. Yet. Yet is the key word. So we're going to get more into that next week. We're going to talk about how to evangelize to them, converse with them, have gospel conversations with them. And we're going to learn a bit about like the Islamic faith as well. And I was planning that after um, talking to Don Lipsy because he has gone to countries. He's gone to countries and spoken in person with Muslims and I believe converted at least a handful. Um, he's gone to India and converted like Hindus. And now he's in Uganda. I believe there's a lot of, you know, tribal religions, African religions some Catholicism and stuff um, that he's going to try to convert, you know, share the gospel with and get them to actually believe in the true Lord and Savior that we all need in our lives, <laughs> that all of us sinners need is the salvation that Christ alone affords. And yeah, so he's doing great work. So my next week's stream anyways, it was going to be all about Islam. So now that Don isn't here, my impromptu stream is going to be about what everyone else is talking about, which is the Taliban. <laughs> the Taliban, which means the students, apparently. Um may or may not be a, a CIA operation, <laughs> PSYOP, um, girlfriends. <laughs> so we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk about that. It's going to be politics. It's going to be another politics stream. We're going to talk about Afghanistan, the history of Afghanistan briefly and the Taliban today. And it's going to get political and philosophical about all this, this whole mess that's happening right now. And yeah, again, next week we're going to dive into the Islamic faith itself. So stay tuned next week for the next episode for information about the Islamic faith and how we as Christians should evangelize to them and share the necessary salvation afforded to them that they still lack as of now, <laughs> as of now. And Muslims are waking up too. We're going to get into that. A lot of Muslims are waking up and professing Christ. Dreams about Christ are happening all over the Middle East. So tune next week for a less opinionated and less political stream, if you like those more. <laughs> but we're going to start with a clip here, 
and get into it. So sorry, Instagram. Yeah, artist90 on Instagram says Jesus is more than a prophet. Yes, we will get into that. We will come back next week, 10 a.m. Uh, again, the streams will be changing, but next week will be the last one, Saturday morning, 10 a.m. We're going to talk about Islam. We're going to talk about their faith, their beliefs, how it's close, how they're <laughs> how they're close to, to getting to getting the true salvation they need, and um, yeah, how what their belief about Jesus or Esau, Esau, and their belief that he is only a prophet. We'll try to understand and, and talk about how to explain to them that he is more than a prophet as artist says on the instagram chat but yeah we're going to start with this clip afghanistan 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 Some people won't get back, and um, we will have to uh, do our best in third countries to process these people. Why do you feel it so personally, Mr. Wallace? Because <laughs> I'm a soldier. Um, because it's sad, and the West has done what it's done. I think it's a procession of, uh, of the Taliban. Uh, yes, it is. There's the white flag, and uh, they're coming down uh, the street. Vietnamese veterans see echoes of their experience 
in this withdrawal in Afghanistan. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling withdrawn? None whatsoever. Zero. So we're back at it. <laughs> so last weekend while I was gone on vacation, it seems like some people did something over in Afghanistan. And some people took control of the nation. Some people did a little insurrectioning and toppling. It's called, we do a little insurrectioning. <laughs> it's called, we do a little regime change. <laughs> and we now have some Taliban people in charge of things again in the place where empires go to die. As Long Haul Bear says in the Instagram chat, even Russia died limping out, died after limping out of Afghanistan. Only poppies and opium survives Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well said. Only poppies and opium survives Afghanistan. Um, yeah, some people did something. Some people did something. And now the Taliban's back in power. The Persians, Alexander the Great, the Turks, the Indians, the Abbasids, the Mongols, the British, the Soviets, and now the Americans all entered into the graveyard of empires and did not successfully come out the other side. Afghanistan is a notoriously difficult country to govern. Empire after empire, nation after nation have failed to pacify what is today the modern territory of Afghanistan, giving the region the nickname Graveyard of Empires. Even if sometimes those empires won some initial battles and made inroads into the region, it seems to be the place where empires go to die. Many great armies and powerful nations seem to end their expansion plans and lose their momentum when they seek to rule over people who refuse to be ruled over. When they seek to rule over people who refuse to be ruled over. Afghanistan is particularly hard to conquer primarily due to three major factors. First, because Afghanistan is located on the main land route between Iran, Central Asia, and India. It has been invaded many times and settled by a plethora of tribes. Many mutually hostile to each other and outsiders. Second, because of the frequency of invasion and the prevalence of tribalism in the area, its lawlessness leads to a situation where almost every village or house and house has been built like a fortress or a miniature castle. Most houses and villages are designed for defense. They've grown used to playing defense. Third, the physical terrain of Afghanistan makes conquest and rule extremely difficult, giving the people who live there tribal tendencies and not nationally unified mindsets. Afghanistan is dominated by some of the highest and more jagged mountains in the world, as well as extremely hot and dry deserts. The landscape physically divides families and communities from others which results in a wide variety of tribal mindsets and affiliations. The eastern flanks of the Persian Empire included this land and these peoples at times, and parts were also included in the ancient Indian kingdom of Gandhara. Gandhara. 
Some of the stuff I'm not going to pronounce right, so apologies. These people became known as the Pashtun, Pashtun, I think it's Pashtun, using the Pashto language. The Zoroastrian religion and culture spread over the deserts and mountains, which became relatively populated in ancient days. Alexander the Great came storming through with little resistance, but retreated soon after. Unable to maintain his control of the tribal-minded folks there, unable to successfully demoralize the population, while also dealing with his own armies being demoralized by the continued conquests far away from their own homes. An empire spread too wide and too thin, and faced with demoralization from within, unable to demoralize the opponent it sought to conquer and rule over. Buddhism and Hinduism began spreading there as various Indian and Asian kingdoms sought control over the people, and after the collapse of the Maurya Empire and several invasions from various Central Asian armies, the mountains of Afghanistan became very populated. They soon grew to be known as skilled and warlike peoples, constantly defending their turf and culture. The history of this place and these peoples is full of foreign armies seeking to conquer and either being sent home defeated in battle or sent home later on after being unable to govern successfully after military victories. The Indo-Parthians, the Scythians, the Buddha-building Kushans, the Kitarites, the White Huns, the Chinese, the Indians, the Iranians, and so on and so on and so on. When the Arabs finally arrived in the region in the 8th century, it was a battle-tested region of small but tough principalities. Again, built for defense. Hunkered down, ready to defend. It took almost 200 years of attempted military conquests to finally Islamicize the people of what is now known as Afghanistan. They were mostly converted by the sword and bribery. When the Mongols arrived, they faced bloody resistance and suffered the death of Genghis Khan's grandson. So the fury of the whole Mongol armies was unleashed on the Afghans. And a large reduction in the population occurred, as well as a great, great wave of property destruction. But fragmentation of the region into tribal rule continued as the Mongol Empire broke up over time. Yeah, Long Hall Bear says, quote, peaceful farmers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, peaceful farmers. Farmers who are willing to die for what's right, for what they believe in, for what's theirs. More kingdoms and empires attempted to annex the region unsuccessfully over the years before the British came and failed miserably in the 19th century. The British and the Russians have learned in the, in the last couple centuries that while it is possible to conquer territory in Afghanistan temporarily and defeat Afghans militarily in open battle, it is virtually impossible to hold the region down for long when it is filled with guerrillas, tribes, and castles that can constantly weigh down a foreign power. The people of Afghanistan have nowhere to go and can fight their whole lives, a luxury that outsiders do not have. The United States Empire is now suffering the embarrassment of failing to conquer and govern these people successfully. 
Our government has failed to demoralize the enemy and thus has failed to win the war. A war is really just two or more groups of people seeking to demoralize each other, demoralize each other into submission. This time, as has always been, has always taken place in this region, we were the demoralized side and forced to retreat. A motivated, moral, loyal, hopeful population will always win the war. They will always win the war. Those who refuse to be demoralized will always win. Those who put their faith in the hands of their creator will always win against the forces of evil. Those who fight for the good, the true, and the beautiful at any and all costs will be blessed by the one who is good, true, and beautiful. It might take some time. It might seem impossible. It might cost a lot. But those who put their whole hearts, their whole souls, all their might into the almighty God alone will be del delivered from the clutches of evil. Which will lead us into the real topic at hand today after my quick rundown of the history of Afghani resistance to tyranny, evil, and wickedness. Um, Paul Longbear says, I want to live in Bertaristan. Those places are hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bertaria. Onward. We're going to get into that too. We're getting into that. That's the main point here that we're going we're gonna to get into after some stuff. But first, here are some pics and social media posts about this recent Taliban reconquest of Afghanistan. Um, you're not going to see it. On the Instagram chat but I'm gonna read them out loud I guess if you're also listening we have a tweet here that says and it was it was framed as trying to be um, um, what's the word facetious um, it's framed to be almost like mocking like almost like like bait um, because they know this is what the right is kind of aspires towards <laughs> the ideals that those on the right in America aspire for um, and so it was framed as a liberal as that as basically framing the Taliban as being the same as the right but it backfired because everyone uh, <laughs> didn't take offense to it but actually was was cheering it on and promoting it and it says the Taliban has announced their political agenda for Afghanistan which includes abortion is banned gay marriage outlawed rejection of science no vaccines which is against their religion no separation of church and state and religion taught in schools to which i reply based <laughs> based based <laughs> seems pretty darn based to me you know the end of murdering babies in the womb the end of promoted sodomy and unbiblical unions the end of non nonsense theories and unprovable ideas that question God's existence and his creation. No dangerous mystery chemical cocktails created with the help of aborted fetus cells that genetically alter people's genes. <laughs> no state interference in the practice of people's religions and schools finally being able being used to bring young people closer to their creator and away from the false idols of this earth. And the false prophets of this earth that our children are forced to learn about listen to admire and even worship 
And we will be getting into the fact that this religion and religious law that they are seeking to spread and impose is not quite the true belief in and worship of the one true God more next week. And I guess also here in a bit in a few moments, but these, you know, Christless, Messiahless folks, God worshipers, um, again, who worship God, but not quite truly, they don't have a true spiritual connection to him yet, still seem to be seeking to overcome evil and defeat the great Satan. <laughs> you know, anyone who's seeking to defeat the great Satan is uh, pretty based. <laughs> regardless of how flawed their attempts may be or how lacking they are spiritually they are still fighting to overcome evil and that should be appreciated and applauded and so this next one is a nick fuentes telegram post and a Rouge v telegram response post to it um you know nick fuentes writes on telegram the taliban is a conservative religious force the U.S. is godless and liberal. The defeat of the U.S. government in Afghanistan is unequivocally a positive development. Rushvi responds, The Muslim Taliban leaders are closer to the revela revelation of God than the satanic pedophile regime of America that spreads sodomy around the world. It is in God's mercy that America has not yet been utterly destroyed. So I can say without a doubt that the morality and values of actual practicing Muslims is far more righteous and closer to God than the satanic pedophile cult that is currently controlling our government and our armies. Truly. Actual Muslims, not the ones shown on TV, not the ones that your screens lie about. Actual practicing Muslims are far more righteous and far closer to God than the satanist ruling class we have in our country it is truly astounding that those in power in america today have not been destroyed or ousted yet as rush says for you know pushing and promoting sodomy promoting baby murder child body mutilation the division of families and communities pushing porn and violence drugs alcohol corn syrup and chemicals that alter our very genetic makeup into us into our minds and into our bodies you know a political ruling class that cheers on the destruction of statues and the erasing of history who seek to rewrite our history censor a free speech disarm us keep us sick and dependent on pharmaceutical drugs <laughs> um, that send us off to fight send us and send our children off to fight in nonsense foreign wars based on lies steal our wealth put masks on our face shut our businesses down and send our jobs overseas and so on and so on and so on you know ruling class like that <laughs> a ruling class like that and a culture that lets that happen um probably far less righteous than actual practicing muslims seeking to know god and follow god whether or not they're there yet all this in an attempt this satanic pedophile ruling class uh which continues to push all this stuff on us is attempting to lead us away from God and lead us into unrighteous living. It's kind of the simple, easy way to put that. Um, are, is our culture righteous? <laughs> Who dictates our culture? You know, it's us at the end of the day, but who's pushing it on us? Who's, who's the face of it? Who's making it? 
and pushing it, writing laws, pushing the pushing the degeneracy that we are indulging in. It is amazing that these rulers have not been ousted or destroyed yet, but we in the ruled class also deserve what we tolerate or demand. If we are living unrighteous lives, then unrighteousness will be glorified, promoted, pushed, or even enforced. And if you're unwilling to stand up against unrighteousness, it will sweep over your lands. And again, for all the flaws that the Taliban has and the Afghani people had, they truly rejected unrighteous lifestyles being pushed on them by an unrighteous ruling class. And that, that is what should be admired, respected, at least. But all of this, all of the, this degeneracy, all of our flaws, our, our ruling class, whatever you want to complain about, all the evil and wickedness is part of God's plan somehow. And those of us seeking God and seeking his right ways must continue to walk faithfully into the destiny that awaits us in the currently crumbling ungodly empire we live in today. We were put here, you and I, right now, you listening, me, me speaking, we all were put here in this time and in this place, in these lives, in this current timeline for a reason. And we all have a part to play in the masterpiece that is unfolded. We all have a part to play, a significant, meaningful part to play in the masterpiece unfolding around us. We all have a piece of the puzzle. We all are a piece of the puzzle in God's masterpiece. Um, and yeah, another one here, Ben Burb, <laughs> 93, um, Col Coleman of Aguirre, at Coleman of, of Guerre. The Afghan war was a struggle between different values. On one side, you had deranged fanatics who forced women to cover their faces and locked them in homes, chopped off kids' body parts, and placed dissidents in solitary confinement. But the Taliban were no angels either. <laughs> but the Taliban were no angels either. And if we hold mirrors up, you know, you'll see who, who we really are and what we really what we were really doing over there. Uh, again, the Taliban armies are probably not the greatest, <laughs> most righteous folks out there. They probably aren't. Um, but they are clearly seeking to reject the same evils and wickedness that has slept, swept over our lands. They are seeking to reject the tyranny and horrors being promoted in our homeland by satanic forces currently facing little to no actual resistance. The Taliban were no angels either. You know, they actually want their boys to become men and fathers, their girls to become wives and mothers and women. They don't want poisons ingested or injected into their bodies, and they don't want the lies of Satan taught to their children, especially by force. They seem to have a violence problem, right? <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the criticism, right? Look at how violent they are. They seem to have a violence problem. You know, at least what we're shown on our screens by our controllers, by our rulers. And they are, as of now, lacking a genuine spiritual connection to the creator. But they seem to be seeking what is right. And they seem to be trying to obey God, the one and true God. So again, next week, we'll talk about that a little more. 
um, their lack of spiritual connection through Christ to God. But at the end of the day, they do seem to be seeking to know God and obey him. And that alone should be respected. Um, Blackbeard Summer. <laughs> so White Boy Summer is coming to a close, but Blackbeard Fall sure seems to be coming in hot. Owen Benjamin on Gab, I believe this was on Gab, writes, I'm telling you guys, the best hashtag White Boy Summer award goes to the Taliban, who banned homosexuality, banned heroin production, banned COVID vaccines, free U.S. tax-paid weapons, <laughs> theocratic rule, and the whole time they kept their Twitter account. Legends. Hashtag goals. The Taliban are on Twitter, but Trump isn't. <laughs> the Taliban is on Twitter, but Trump is not. Blackbeard summer, y'all. And just another tweet from Owen real quick. Again, follow at Owen Benjamin, at Owen Benjamin Com Comedy, and unauthorized.tv, $5 a month. You can get all of his videos, all of his podcasts, all of his streams. Definitely worth it. You can also get Vox Days, Rachel Fulton Browns, Wrangler Star, The Good Farmer, all those people over on unauthorized.tv. It's well worth the $5 a month investment. Um, and subscribe to Owen, at Owen Benjamin and at Owen Benjamin Comedy on social media sites to follow him and find all the stuff and the links and profound thoughts and hilarious comedy. But he writes here, I'm starting to think the Grabbler's plan with the Taliban takeover was to hold a press conference in front of the world and everyone would be outraged at what they're proposing will be the norm in Afghanistan. I wonder if they anticipated so many people not taking that bait because they've seen how Globo Homo plays out. So I'm starting to think, you know, hold a press conference in front of the world and everyone is supposedly going to be outraged at this. Abortion being banned, gay marriage being outlawed, a rejection of pseudoscience, a rejection of science, quote, experts, a rejection of the vaccines, and a separation of church and state and religion taught in schools. I wonder if they wanted everyone to be outraged and people were not, because they don't seem to be, at least those on the right, those truly on the right, not the neocons and the uh, liberals pretending to be Republicans. Um, so yeah, just something to smoke on. <laughs> just something to ponder and consider. Um, again, in the chat, if you guys are here, let me know Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday what night works best for you for my streams in the future. And just going to go on a little bit of a rant now. My thoughts, my full thoughts on this all this whole thing <laughs> um and send your comments your chat questions here um long haul bear writes they seem to have a violence problem but maybe we've had a pussification problem yeah mm-hmm yep <laughs> we want to avoid the consequences of nature that's kind of our problem and it shocks us when that slaps us in the face. <laughs> when the violent blowback slaps us in the face, yeah. We have, a, we have a comfort problem, an ease and safety and security problem. 
we have a victory has defeated us problem in the West and with Christians in general. We have won for so long that it's made us weak. And so when we see any kind of loss, any kind of violence, anything that goes against our plans, our little wants and desires that keep us comfortable and feeling content, um, it seems to be atrocious and horrible and needs to be stopped and shut down. Um, yeah, we have a victory problem. We've won for too long and it has made us weak. And those who have lost are starting to reclaim what has been lost. Their defeats have strengthened them, so to speak. Yeah, The discomfort has made them better. The comfort has made us worse. So we're going to go, and that kind of leads into this, because we're going to go on a little bit of a rant here. <laughs> Sean V. Planet rant. Sean's ranting. Look out. Um, and send your comments and questions in the chat. I'll get to them here before we end today. So the people of Afghanistan and others around the region just endured 20 years of hospital bombings and wedding bombings and funeral bombings, no-knock military raids, the killing of innocent civilians and children suspected of being up to no good by us. You know, they, they've endured rapes, wrongful imprisonments, and torture. We went 10,000 miles away to a poverty-stricken desert mountain range and inflicted terror upon people who had nothing to do with the obviously staged events on September 11, 2001. We fought the supposed war on terrorism by becoming terrorists to a bunch of innocent people who just wanted to be left alone. The Vietnamese didn't shoot at the USS Maddox. The Iraqis didn't pull babies out of incubators in Kuwait. There were no weapons of mass destruction in Baghdad. The Taliban didn't demolish three steel frame buildings in New York City or fly a plane into the most guarded military headquarters on planet Earth. Assad didn't gas his own civilians. Gaddafi wasn't a butcher. And all of these lies that led us into senseless wars and brutal military operations are going to be exposed eventually. All lies will be exposed eventually. And the fallout will be intense, chaotic, and likely violent and bloody. You don't have to participate in it, but you might not be able to escape it. So embrace. Don't be scared or angry, fearful, or demoralized. We're going to get into this. But we are going to suffer some sort of consequences for our deceitfulness, or our complacency, or our ignorance, or even our greed. If you went along with it for selfish reasons... If you went along with the lies out of ignorance or out of complacency, um, fear, anger, deceitfulness, um, there will be consequences regardless. We can't keep pretending to be the good guys as satanic schemes and plots are carried out by our neighbors and by our government in our name and in the name of supposedly protecting ourselves and our loved ones. We can't keep pretending like we are the good guys. And if we do, there will be consequences. Don't endorse, support, or celebrate the violence caused by these Taliban rebels, but appreciate the principles that they seem to be fighting for. Don't praise the Taliban, but praise what good they do and condemn what evils they do. Seek, promote, and do what is good, true, and beautiful, and reject at all costs what is evil false and ugly seek righteousness 
avoid unrighteousness at all costs, regardless of who's doing it, who's saying it, who's promoting it. If it's your people, if it's not your people, if it's in your tribe, if it's outside of your tribe, seek what's good, true, and beautiful and avoid what's evil, false, and ugly and pursue righteousness and avoid unrighteousness at all costs, regardless of the costs. The poppy fields and resulting global heroin trade was non-existent before we went into Afghanistan. The Taliban shut that down. So too was the pedophilia problem. When we ousted the Taliban from power in 2001, we brought back the poppy farms and also brought in the degeneracy. Now that seems to be going away again there. Seems to be going away again. Seems to be, at least. We'll see. We'll see what unfolds. Time will tell. And that should be celebrated for now. If that is the case, if that is really what's happening, that should be celebrating. Less heroin in the world, less degeneracy in the world. That's a good thing. <laughs> Regardless of who's causing it or making it happen. The men will be men in Afghanistan. The women will be women. The children will be protected. And there will be less heroin in the world because of this alleged insurrection. At least it seems that way. Even if they aren't following the Bible entirely or living spiritually connected lives with God through Christ, they seem to be seeking to live more biblically and righteously than so many so-called Christians here and elsewhere in the West. This whole ordeal is essentially a battle of local versus global. Um, Bertaria. <laughs> Onward to Bertaria. This whole ordeal is essentially a battle of local versus global. Community-based peoples can and will defeat armies of wickedness. Tribes that win are the tribes that build together, grow together, genuinely love one another, sacrifice for each other, and fight to the death for each other. Satan despises families, which is why he tries all he can to break them up, starting with the men. And the families that build together, grow together, support each other, and fight alongside each other are true, th true threats to the beast system and to the forces of evil, which is why they seek to break up the family units and which will break up the communities, which will break up Christianity. We, as in you listening to this <laughs> and myself, we, us, must return to thinking locally, not nationally or globally. We must start with ourselves, then our families, then our churches, then our communities, and after we have done that and continue to do that, we must only invest our time and energy into our state level, and we must reject the nation and the global. That's how they keep trapping us into accepting unrighteous living. The great deception of the screens has been to focus your time, energy, and spirit onto things that have little to nothing to do with your actual life. I'll read that again. The great deception of the screens has been to focus your time, your energy, and your spirit onto things that have little to nothing to do with your actual life. Your focus and attention becomes drama 
and events that are outside of your control and outside of your environment. We must return to investing in ourselves, in our families, and in our communities. We must return to local thinking and local living. We must return to tending to our own gardens and not wasting our lives focusing on other gardens. Have friends, families, and allies in other places, that's fine. Visit them or trade with them if necessary. All that's good, you know, tune it to a certain extent, but make sure you're thinking and acting locally. That is true power. That is true security and that is true righteousness. We are called to tend to our own gardens by God. It's the, one of the first commandments he gave us. Be fruitful, multiply, and tend to your garden. Work the land. And we must tend to our own gardens and let the rest tend to their own. We must fight for our own families and for our tribes, not nations or unions of states or standing armies. We must fight for our own families and our own tribes. Afghanistan is the example of what happens when you do so. It may take a while, but victory will be yours. The defeats will make you stronger. The losses will make you better. The comforts will weaken you. The victories will make you worse. There will be so many lies about what is happening over in Afghanistan in the Middle East in general going forward. I mean, you should know that by now. And a whole lot of fear-based mind control. Uh, a whole lot of fear-based mind control nonsense coming from our screens going forward. Brace for impact. If you are a Christian a true God-fearing, Satan-fighting Christian, then you know all will be made well in time and that this is all a part of God's plan, totally within his control. If you start hearing about Christian missionaries being persecuted or executed, just know that the information is being pushed in front of you to make you angry or scared and that those people being supposedly persecuted or killed likely weren't Christians at all, but cheaters, liars, degenerates, and or hostile forces pretending to be or calling themselves followers of Christ. True Christians over there, actual followers of Christ, will be protected for their genuine faith if dealing with actual practicing Muslims. And if they encounter satanic forces calling themselves Muslims, and happened to encounter death as a result, then it would have been an honor for them to die proclaiming Jesus as Lord and Savior and seeking to spread his word to all of God's children, especially the fallen souls. True Christians embrace martyrdom and persecution. Jesus told us we will and we should and we should embrace that embrace martyrdom and persecution true christians don't run from physical threats and earthly losses true christians don't avoid discomfort material losses physical pains or even death your creator your true father in heaven did not give you a spirit of fear or a spirit of anger if fear anger or despair comes about from what is happening ten thousand miles away 
in Taliban-controlled lands or next door in your satanic global elite-controlled lands, then you must reconsider your faith and truly return to the peace, the rest, the truth, and the love that comes from a spiritual connection to the Father through his Son. When you walk with God, things are not scary. Trust in God and things won't make you angry. Emotions and doubts are from Satan. They come from a lack of, lack of righteousness and a desire to avoid death and escape the consequences of sin. If you want peace in your right now and in your forever after, you must return to God and all his right ways. And all the schemes and plots of Satan and his armies of evil will either not bother you or the persecutions will help get you to the true kingdom your soul belongs in. The place where you will hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant, from the one who made you and loves you unconditionally and wants you to be with him in paradise. Death isn't the end. It is only the beginning. And you will see and know that when your soul truly returns to God with humility, obedience, trust, love, hope, loyalty, and faith. Place your soul into the hands of its creator and resist all of the wicked forces of this earth everywhere at all costs. The Taliban, which again apparently just means the students, <laughs> which may or may not be some CIA operation or whatever, whatever conspiracies you want to throw at it, the Taliban are just, you know, this Taliban takeover is just the latest examples of those who stood up to Satan and won, for now at least. And it's not just the Taliban, it's the Afghan people as a whole. They stood up to Satan, the great Satan, and they won, for now at least. It cost them a lot. It required sacrifice and bloodshed and took an uncalculable amount of energy and years of time. But those who put their faith in good and resisted evil came out victorious again. Those who put their faith in good and resisted evil again came out victorious. Despite what your screens and movies and neighbors and media channels and Government leaders tell you and want you to believe when you resist evil, truly, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, you trust in God, regardless of the consequences, regardless of the cost to you and your physical life, you will come out victorious and you will enter into the kingdom that you belong in. If you stay with God, you will win. If you stay with God, you will win. Remember that one man with God is the majority at all times. And in conclusion here, <laughs> in conclusion here, if your enemy is the great Satan, then you are definitely crushing. <laughs> you are definitely based and you are definitely crushing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lay it down, brother. Amen. This is great. Well said. Amen. Says O'Brien Boston Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Shade says, so unbelievably based. Hallelujah. You ain't a soldier if you fear death. 
Exactly. Exactly. Are you wearing the armor of God? Can you be scared and angry while wearing the armor of God? Fighting off the wicked forces? Battling against you in the spiritual war that we are in? We're going get to get to that in, in future streams. When I get to about stream, this is stream 62. When I'm in the 70s, we're going to go one by one through the armor of God and break it down. <laughs> so stick tuned. Stay tuned. I have uh, some awesome topics coming up. We're going to talk about, again, next week we're talking about sharing Esau, sharing Jesus. We're going to talk about Islam, talk about how to evangelize to them, relate to them, communicate with them and kind of learn about them and where they are and how they come so close yet are so far away from true spiritual connection to the father and then we're going to talk about rebellion in general which is just sin sin of rebelling against god and how it causes spirit you know spiritual rebellion and earthly physical rebellion um we're going to get to that we're going to also uh cover screw tape letters which i just started reading we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about some philosophical comments our um, topics and I got some more pamphlets sent to me and I picked up some pamphlets at us at the uh, Williamson County Fair here in Tennessee so we're gonna do a stream where we read a bunch of those again comment on that um, we've got some awesome streams and we're gonna uh, classical learner bears coming on the stream I have to reschedule that because that was scheduled for a Saturday so again Monday Wednesday or Thursday whichever day works best for you Monday nights Wednesday nights or Thursday nights for the live stream hit me up in the chat right now or hit me up on my comment section later or in my dms or whatever i'll get my little tally going i got one tally for monday <laughs> so far um we're going to switch the stream and hopefully classical learner bear can still make it on the stream and that's gonna be an awesome awesome topic don lifsey's coming eventually when he gets back from evangelizing and spreading the gospel in uganda he's gonna come on the stream super awesome the legend and we're going to talk about some sexual immorality <laughs> um, topics coming up and some philosophical, again, some philosophical topics that I'm diving into. And then we're going to get on to the armor of God and Genesis and Matthew. We're going to start deep diving into some deep biblical um, topics and also some other guests coming on potentially, hopefully in the fall and in the winter. So that's kind of the, the game plan. But yeah, we will be getting into the armor of God one by one, week by week. It's going to be great. Said, said of a Cantus bear in the chat. What's going on, my dude? Hope all is well. Says, morning allies, 07. <laughs> 07's in the chat. Appreciate it. Someone say Christian martyrdom or GTFO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christians need to embrace martyrdom again. We need to stop living for this life and start living for the our true lives, <laughs> the, our, our souls, you know, our eternal souls and not just our physical well-being in the here and now. Stop being afraid of death and embrace it, especially if it is helping God, <laughs> advancing God's kingdom and helping spread righteousness in the world um, and helping other souls find God. We need to embrace death doesn't mean seek it it doesn't mean become a death <laughs> a participant of a death goal and worshiping death but you also should not be running away from martyrdom the legends in the bible the legends of acts were martyrs you know everyone but john of the disciples was a martyr 
but yet you don't want to be for some reason. Ask yourself why. So again, we're gonna end. I'm gonna end with a little clip here. So Instagram will have to cut it short because I can't play the clip through my Instagram feed as I'm streaming here elsewhere. Uh, D Live, YouTube, Periscope, Trovo, and Twitch. Even though Twitch doesn't really work. Um, we're going to end with a little clip here of the newest show on television coming in hot this fall <laughs> um, as they try to continue pushing fear and anger onto us through our screens. We'll see if they have something quote unquote planned for the 20 year anniversary of 9-11 or whatever. Um, whatever they're doing, all the fear they're, they're trying to spread, all the, the, the demoralization they're trying to impose on you, do not fall for it. Don't even worry about it. Focus on your life, your family, your church, your community, tend to your own garden, and make it a better place than how you inherited it or found it. Focus on your own walk with God. Focus on living righteously and bringing glory to the one who created you, and help others around you, when possible, in real life, do the same. Let go of your passions and feelings about people living in desert mountains 10,000 miles away. Let go of the fear and the anger being pushed on you through screens about what is happening in Washington, D.C. or some other country or some other state. Um, you be the hero. You go out and be the hero that you are waiting for in your own home, your own tribe. And make your environment a better place, step by step, one step at a time. Keep crushing. Don't ever stop. Do not ever stop crushing. Walk forward into your destiny as a legend. And when this life is over, enter into the kingdom of heaven where you belong. And meet your maker in good standing. Stand before your maker and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, regardless of what it costs you here and now in this physical life. Go out this week and seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Resist evil at all costs. Put on the armor of God. Stand strong in the face of satanic schemes and snares. Do good, be good, love and be loved. I will be back next Saturday morning. Um, we're going to talk about Islam again. Um, but after that, after next Saturday morning, it will depend when my next live stream is because it's going to be some weeknight, depending on what night works best for all y'all. Um, special importance placed on my girlfriend and my mods a little bit. I'm almost, I'm thinking about maybe they get two votes and then, uh, everyone else will get one vote. So put your votes in, uh, in my comment sections, in my DMS, on the social media, um, let me know which night works best for y'all. I'll be back next Saturday morning, but then after that, we'll see. And until then, I love you and go forth and crush, truly.
people be allowed to vote in women politicians? <laughs> Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and BitChute. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at SeanBPlanet.com.